dedicated to each and every one of you who appreciate a great glass of wine. You know what I mean? It's Monday. Let's raise a glass to the beginning of another week. It's time to unscrew, uncork, or saber a bottle. And let's begin exploring the wine glass. Today, I am talking shrubs with William Keynes, owner and head shrub maker at Wicked Bess. Will reached out to me on Instagram and asked if I would be interested in sampling his shrubs. After telling him I was completely clueless about shrubs, but was interested, he graciously sent me three samples. I proceeded to make an IG video of me mixing the drink, of which I completely messed up the proportions. But damn, that drink was good. Will shared my video and mentioned I used just a bit too much shrub. I laughed and then decided the only way I'd learn about shrubs was to have him on the podcast and allow him to share his knowledge. Hey everybody, I'm Lori Budd, a UC Davis winemaking program, someday service, champagne specialist, and WSET level 2 graduate. You can find Exploring the Wine Glass on all the socials, as well as your favorite podcast catchers. If you haven't subscribed yet, now's the perfect time to swipe, subscribe, rate, and review. I promise I'll never tell you what to drink, but I'll always share what's in my glass. No, no, no. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Allure of the Poor, sponsored by Dracino Wines. Today I am going off the rails from, uh, from wine and we are talking shrubs with Will Keynes of Wicked Bess. So I got, I met Will through uh, social media on Instagram and he was nice enough to send me some samples of which I did a video of me making this cocktail and did it completely wrong. So I am here. I got Will here to tell me exactly what we're supposed to do, what shrubs are, because honestly, I didn't even know it was called a shrub and we're going to go from there. So welcome, Will. Thank you for having me, Lori. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So where are you actually located? So I live in Revere now. I'm born and uh, bred or born and raised in Boston. Okay. Uh, my family is from the Caribbean. So that's kind of where the name Wicked Best comes from. So you have like as a Bostonian, Wicked is just from the vernacular as a, as a kid. And uh, in the Caribbean, the word best is used to mean like awesome or sexy or something really cool. So they're both, they're kind of synonymous. So that's how you get, like my parents came here from the Caribbean to New England and that's how you get wicked best. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that, see, it does actually say it on the jar that I actually read. <laughs> but uh, so tell me, how, how did you get into the concept of I'm going, I'm going to make shrubs? What, you know, what's the background? So, How did you get there? So it, it comes from like bartending, like uh, years ago, bartending and, uh, you know, scrolling through social media, Instagram, looking for ideas. This, this thing kept popping up, this idea of a shrub. I kept seeing it. I had no idea what it was. I was just like you. Like, I literally thought it was like a shrub is, the, you know, it's a bush, right? right. Like, that's what I thought. But it's going into all these drinks. So I had to. I was just super curious, so I started looking into it. And the first thing you come across is the idea it's a drinking vinegar. And that was like, what? A drinking vinegar? Like you drink vinegar? And as a, a wine drinker, like later on, like it kind of actually starts to make sense. But that like just piqued my curiosity. And so I started really looking into it. And once you start looking into it, uh, I don't know, I just got, I got 
really into the history behind it. And then you can really, from a bartender standpoint, if you're in a bar uh, and you're trying to make cocktails in a fast way and trying to make really good cocktails, you do, you make uh, infusions, you do syrups, you do a lot of work beforehand to try to get that final product because you're not going to do everything in the in the moment. Even in the kitchen, everything's done like ahead of time. It's, you do prep work. And the better you do your prep work, the more, the better the final product is going to turn out. And so these shrubs kind of like just piqued my curiosity as an interesting way to, to uh, develop a lot of flavors like in, the, in that prep work, like you'll do infusions and serves, but having vinegar into that, in that flavor profile intrigued me. And then once I actually tasted it, I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. <laughs> so that, that's kind of, that's kind of how I got into it. And then, uh, so years, years later, uh, a friend and I, we were talking about, we were like, actually like on the verge of opening our own bar slash restaurant. Um, and I was going to be in charge of the, the, the cocktail program. And so as we were kind of developing the concept, it was going to be uh, very scratch based. And so I was, you know, thinking of like ways that I could, you know, do what I was just talking about, like have these interesting flavor profiles that would be really easy to do in the spur of the moment. I thought, why don't I do like some shrub based? So I started developing shrubs for this program uh, and then COVID hit. Oh. And then I had all these like ideas and I just, I don't know, I just started transitioning into like, why don't I figure out if I can put this in a bottle and instead of doing it at the bar, have some way to bring that so people could do it for themselves at home. All right. And that's so kind of the idea. Let, let's backtrack a little and let's talk about what exactly, uh, is the, how, what's the history of a shrub? Like, so, so, uh, so it's so if we're talking shrubs, like you're asking, like where the name comes from yeah. is an Arabic word meaning to drink shrub. Oh, and okay. so it's derivative of that. And the history of, of shrubs, well, the history of drinking vinegar uh, in hot climates goes way, way, way back, all the way like back to the Bible, right? Like there's instances in the Old and New Testaments of people drinking vinegar, both for its medicinal purposes uh, and as like a, a third, it has great thirst crunching properties, which is where it kind of shows up later on. Um, so if we fast forward to like, really it starts making its presence known in like the 17th century. Okay. And it really has its history uh, when they start, when people started exploring on ships, that's when you start to, what's when it really starts to show up. And it starts up uh, to show up because, well, the, the main reason is say like one of the biggest problems for sailors was scurvy. Right. And so as sailors would go, they went to India and they came back with this thing called punch or what they described as punch. And that was what um, they discovered. They were mixing spirits with different like citruses and the citruses on these boats helped to prevent scurvy. So it just was a natural progression. Like, well, it's delicious and it's good for my sailors. Like we're not going to come down with scurvy. At the same time, they discovered the exact, well, not the exact same thing, but something similar in Turkey. It's called sherbet. Uh, but that was in Turkey because of uh, Islam. They, they didn't use alcohol. So they were drinking it specifically as like a non-alcoholic beverage, but it's the same concept. And they were also infusing like different herbs and spices as well into all those things. At the same time that this is happening in uh, the Caribbean, you have 
Um, well, it's it's debatable whether or not it was the Caribbean or New England, but I'm pretty sure it was the Caribbean. But you have this idea of a switchel, and a switchel is a combination of molasses, which is um, the byproduct of rum, right? Like so, they kind of go hand in hand. But it's molasses, uh, ginger, lemon, and apple cider vinegar, and that was like that's what if you're out in the fields, like uh, farming in any hot climate, you're drinking switchel in that time. Right. So that switchel makes its way to uh, colonial America at the same time that they're bringing these. So there's two there's two uh, meanings for the word shrub. One is this uh, fruit, the, the citrus, uh, sugar, and then either rum or brandy. And and then you also have instead of rum or brandy vinegar. Right. And they both kind of. They're not interchangeable, but when you're looking at like the history, you'll see them both kind of used at the, at the same time. But what would happen is you would take the vinegar syrup and put it in rum or brandy and call that a shrub too, right? So it's all all kind of they're all, they're all kind of connected. Um, so and that switchel in colonial America became also it's known as like the haymaker's punch because um, during hay season. That's what the farmers, they love to drink it. And I, again, it's a very, if you're in a hot climate, like vinegar has like these cooling qualities and it's thirst quenching. It's, that was the, the, when I first tasted the shrub and I made it at the bar, like for the first time when I first discovered it and like gave it to people, like that was the, like, oh my God, this is so refreshing. It's the word that comes up like most often it's refreshing. And it's because vinegar has a natural, uh, thirst quenching property to it, which is why it was used so often, as well as the uh, the fact that um, there's no refrigeration back then. And so to preserve like the fruits and, and berries and things, they would pour vinegar over them to yeah. preserve them. So it's also a natural preservative. Um, yeah, I guess that that's the, uh, the that's the history or kind of the, the foundation of where, where shrubs come from. Well, I have to say when we when we made the drink, that was the first thing that we said was, wow, this is really refreshing. It was like bright and, you know, cool. It was a hot day. It was like you were like, oh, it's a hot day. We'll do the cocktail now, you know. Yeah. Um, plus, I was celebrating the Mets winning. So you know, I'm always looking for great ways to celebrate the Mets winning. As a, as a, as a Boston fan, we have very, uh, <laughs> very distinct feelings about the Mets. <laughs> Well, I'm right back at you. <laughs> um, so, uh, so when you were creating this, so I just want to show this again. This one is grapefruit, lime, and ginger. Okay, grapefruit, lime, and ginger. So, I, I don't know if you have, you know, if it's like a secret recipe or something. But like, how do you go about making a shrub? So, like, okay, how do you so make this? A basic. So, there's a different ways you can make shrubs, right? Like. But the, the basic idea is you're gonna, you're combining, so the shrubs that, that I do or that we're talking about, those are the, the fruit, vinegar, and sugar-based shrubs. So a typical recipe is like one part fruit, one part sugar, one part vinegar. But obviously you can experiment and like try different proportions. So that's kind of where, where I've come to. And I've had chefs that I've worked with that basically like in any, any recipe that I've brought to them, they're like, well, double the fruit, it'll be better. So that's kind of like instinctively, I just always double the fruit. So whatever, whatever recipe I'm doing, I just kind of use twice as much fruit. Um, 
and then and then go from there. And then so the two ways that you can do it, or the two main, there's a cold method and a hot method. And so the the hot method, you'll take the the fruit, uh, the sugar, and the vinegar, and you basically heat them, heat them up uh, to meld it all together to become like a, a syrup. And then it's pretty much complete at that point. So it only it wouldn't take longer than like an hour or two before you're before you're done. Or um, you can do a cold method where you take the fruit and you just macerate it in sugar and let that become like a, a syrup. And then you take that syrup and mix it with the vinegar and you use that as your shrub. And that way you keep the, the fruit, when you cook the fruit, like it, it dulls down the flavors a little bit. It tends to be a little bit more vibrant if you use the, the maceration process. Um, so that's, that's what I try to use. But no, there's no secret. It's not, it's not a complicated, it's just, it's very time intensive and just did a lot of work in like figuring out like the exact proportions of, of what to use for everything. So why grapefruit, lime, and ginger? Like I'm so, assuming that there's trial periods of, okay, well, this goes well with this, this goes well with this. So there are there, I mean, there is that. And then there is just from bartending for a while, you just get a sense of like, flavor profiles that I think people like, just like is scanning across like a bar, like I bet like X percentage of them would like this type of flavor, X percent, you know what I mean? So that's kind of like the basis for the flavors. And then um, I just made like a grapefruit shrub and was kind of like, what can I do to like make this a little bit more me? And I've, so when I was developing my uh, original ideas I just had this I thought to myself that if I had a style it would be called New England tiki right like so it was kind of like uh extension of thinking about that transit like my parents migration to and, and thinking about like you know that has influenced like what flavors I gravitate towards what types of drinks I like what types of drinks I like to make and again like thinking about like building this idea it became like why don't I try to incorporate that a little bit more um, so the the cinnamon, I don't know, it's kind of like a tiki cheat, right? Like a lot of, so tiki is, <clears throat> I love, I love tiki drinks. They're very like, they're very cheeky. They're very, um, they don't take themselves seriously. I feel like, I don't feel like you can take yourself seriously if there's an umbrella in your drink. Um, <laughs> but when you taste like a really well-made tiki drink, they're just so intricate, right? Like they're so layered in flavors. And when you look at like the history, like these, the, the guys that originally developed like the whole tiki culture, that was their thing. They came up with these like secret, secret sauces that nobody knew like what they were, but they had developed. Now we know like it was Falernum uh, is one like drams, but all these like they're, they're commonly known now, but back when they first were doing them, that's what it, that's what it was. And the purpose of those was to put all these like layers of flavor and at the base of a lot of those uh, recipes is cinnamon, which is how it makes its way into that. Oh, okay. Okay. And then this one is pear, lime, ginger, and jalapeno. Yeah. So, so um, this one I'm excited to try also because I'm like a jalapeno, I'm a jalapeno freak. But um, I had to say the blackberry, 
blackberry is my favorite thing. I can sit and just eat pounds and pounds of blackberries. So when that came, I was like, I was like, okay, we're, we're going to drink this one. We're going to do this one first. Um, all right. So it is fruit, it's vinegar. And so like, what, what are you? Sugar. And sugar. Okay. And right. Uh, is are are you you said that it could be molasses or sugar like I mean or honey yeah, you, can do, honey. you can definitely do you can use different sweeteners you could use you can replace so yeah so it has to be would be vinegar and you can use different types of vinegar as well right like the most common one would be apple cider vinegar mm-hmm. but I'll you know in the blackberry one I use a combination of red wine vinegar and sherry vinegar that have been steeped in clove and cinnamon oh wow wow okay so, so you can. Go ahead. No, no. So you can use, so it's the, the basic combination is fruit, vinegar, and sugar, but you can use all different types. And now what, when you started, when you started Wicked Best, were you thinking in terms of large scale, like selling to, to bars or were you really initially, were you thinking more consumer, direct to consumer? So originally the, uh, my original thought was, uh, consumer but it's a work in progress like everything everything for me is a work in progress so i'm just kind of like i'm figuring out as i as i go along to be quite honest with you but i definitely like so part of what i enjoyed about hospitality in general like i like being behind the bar like i enjoy i there's nothing that makes me happier than putting a cocktail in front of someone and and watch them take a sip and and like wow that was you know like that i love that right i love i love giving great service and having people that'll come back all the time, right? Like those are, and so that kind of makes me gravitate a little bit more towards the direct to consumer. Um, but yes, but now I'm, I'm definitely looking at like trying to get into like retail locations and, and looking at those avenues as well, for you sure. To, you have to go on sharks. <laughs> <laughs> they love stuff they like have, this. They, they have, there there have been, I mean, I, so I've watched, I've, you know, I've watched every episode of Shark Tank. Like, <laughs> little, little, little have. Uh, and they, there is at least two episodes where the the pitch was a shrub. Like, there's oh, one. Really? There was one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Did they buy one, it? One, they didn't. They didn't buy it because the person. And so I, I learned from watching that episode. But the person, they, the person was unclear on what it was that they were doing, like they hadn't narrowed it down to just specifically for um, cocktail making. They were going, cause there's a lot of, you can use shrub in food making, right? Like you can use it as a vinaigrette. Like there's a lot of different things that you can do with shrub. And so I think from that episode, like if we're going, because I have watched every episode, it was, they weren't, um, they weren't focused enough, but they, but they did like Ashton Kutcher was on that episode and he thought it, he thought it was a really good idea. Oh, I, I can see him. He, I think he's into like, you know, to me, this stuff is um, like eclectic, cool, you know, like, you know, it's not that's just the, like that's the, vibe, that's the vibe we're going for. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not just like popping open a beer and, you know, drinking the beer or even like, I mean, I love craft beer, but like that's beer. This, this is, I don't know, it's more intimate. I think because it, especially if I'm at a bar and they're making this for me that like when I watch these cocktails, you know, there's so much going into it and there's so much effort and, and it's, it's a work of art 
when when they hand that over to you versus here's a beer or even you know i mean here here's a glass of wine like you know it's it's art but it's different you know like those 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 things are are very different to me um so how about legally wise like what did you have to do to be able to sell this stuff because it's not alcohol Right. So, so you basically have to get it. There's FDA regulations for acidified uh, beverages. And so you have to do what's called, uh, it has to be under what's called a scheduled process. So you have to have it tested. I had to have the recipes tested at um, Cornell, actually. And then what they do is they give you um, uh, a final recipe that you have to follow that makes sure that it's going to fall within uh, the scope of being shelf stable. Okay. So the acidity of it and maintaining the pH and things like that. Exactly. And the uh, water activity and and so forth. Yeah. And so how many, how many shrubs did you make before you like kind of started honing in on I what you don't, are making. I don't like <laughs> to be honest. I don't know a lot, but like <laughs> at some point I had been making them for a while and then started discussing it with, with, with someone. And at some point at that point, I was like, Oh, I'm not trying hard enough. And then I started taking out and it became like a, like a, a science project, right. Where you have like, all right, how many, gra- how many grams of everything are going into this batch? Exactly. How long is it resting? at this temperature you're right like so and once i once i took on that level of precision i don't know a few still still a few batches and then you know you keep testing them i'm never i'm never satisfied right i'm still not like every time every bottle goes out i'm still like <laughs> but every, every time every time someone tastes it they're like this is delicious so i'm like all right it's like a sigh of relief but i still still get a little cringe but yeah it it, it took a while so I, we have these three that you sent me, and then I, I had informed you I'm definitely allergic to strawberry. So you also make a strawberry one. So yeah. tell us about that one. So it's a it's strawberry kiwi lime, and it was one of the ones. So um, well, just a, a friend of mine, a friend of mine who actually uh, came up with the name Wicked Best, because we were talking, I told him the story about like this idea of New England tiki, but it's not really tiki. Like, this is what I kind of like about Tiki, but it has to kind of represent. And then, I don't know, he was like on Google. He's like, what about Wicked Best? I was like, that's perfect. <laughs> I, and so, so his favorite drink of the, all the shrubs that I had made was that strawberry kiwi uh, lime. So it's it's basically just fresh strawberries, uh, kiwi, um, and lime. And I, I left out, like all the other ones have ginger with a little added kick that kind of comes from like that's, I know that's definitely something that comes from the family as well, like the the love of ginger. Um, but I left it out on on that one, and I, I just kind of put it out there because it's his, it was his favorite. Um, and yeah, I think it, it goes really well with tequila. I think it goes really well with um, you know vodka. It goes really well with rum. I think it makes a great strawberry aperol spritz. Um, so yeah. All right. So let's go through how you should be using your product <laughs> that was so when i was watching you do that i was because you could it's very easily conceived that you could do that and make like a punch right like and do like a like a big batch 
And so, but then when I thought you, you were making two glasses, I go, oh, that's a little, that's a little too strong. <laughs> so, <clears throat> to me, to, I will say preface before how you tell us how you do it correctly to us. We loved it. We thought yeah. it, we thought it was refreshing. It was fruity. It was, you know, it was nice. And as I told you off camera that we don't, we're not mixed drinks people. So like in hindsight, I was like, wow, two ounces for, you know, four ounces of this and two, and then the, the soda, you know, the seltzer water on top of it, like, that's really not a lot of alcohol at all. I said, <laughs> but you know, that was good. Cause we were having wine afterwards. So I, you know, but, um, so anybody who wants to make it wrong, it still tastes delicious, <laughs> but we're going to let Willie exactly how to that's do it. Funny, it's funny that you say that because the idea, like when I was at the, the last bar manager job that I had, like there was an idea that you had to develop cocktails that had room for error. Some cocktails have more room for error than other cocktails when you make them. And that's, and it, I don't, I don't know exactly what would cause it, but the more intricate as you're building it, depending on what types of flavors, if you put like a little bit of too much of something, you'll ruin the whole thing. And there are some types of cocktails that you make that you can put a little too much of this, a little too much, and it's still going to taste good. Like it's not, it might not taste exactly consistent with the, but it'll still be pleasurable. And so these shrubs a hundred percent work that way, right? Like even if you just do it completely wrong, it might not be exactly the same thing, <laughs> but it's still going to be pleasurable. It's still, it's still going to taste good. All right. So how should we be baking your, your wicked best so shrubs? They're, they're very, they're concentrated. And the idea is that it's going to be, so if you're making it with a, a type of alcohol and you can use it, the best ones, I think, are rum, uh, tequila, vodka, gin. Those are the, any, any of the white liquors, tend to, it tends to work really well. Some of them work better with the um, bourbon or whiskey. I think the blackberry works really well with whiskey. Um, but you're going to do two parts of spirit to one part shrub. And then a splash, maybe like a half part to one part of soda water, depending on taste. And you can go up or down, depending. Um, like some people like it with a little bit more shrub, like some people do, and some people like it with a little bit less. I just find the that sweet spot is that two to one, that two to one ratio. Well, I guess it would matter on whether you're trying to taste the, I mean, I know vodka, they say don't, doesn't have a taste if it's good vodka, uh, you know? Um, So I guess, but it's a matter of if you want to taste more flavor versus more alcohol to me. And that that is, uh, that is absolutely. And, and so, and that's kind of where that, that, where that, where I put that ratio, because I have found like, the purpose of making a cocktail is to make the alcohol taste better, right? Like to, to not to beat around the bush. Like that's, there's going to be a lot of people that will defy that. And, you know, alcohol is good. Like I like my 12 year old scotch, what I love, but when we're talking about cocktails, it really is, we're talking about even from back way in the history of, of cocktails, it's all about making some bad alcohol taste better. And, but you still have, um, people want to feel like they're drinking alcohol. So if you disguise it too much, they, then that no one's happy with that. So there's this balance, right? And again, I, I, I think of everything in terms of, in terms of balance, but there is this balance where you find this sweet spot 
where the alcohol starts to poke through just enough that you notice it, but it doesn't, you're not upset by it, right? Like it's not like you don't get that burn, right? Like, so you still get enjoying the flavors, but the alcohol is still kind of poking through. And so that's, that's where that ratio comes from. If you take it, if you use a little bit less shrub, you'll have more alcohol poke through a little bit more shrub. You won't even know. And it's dangerous. It can be dangerous. You won't even know you're drinking alcohol. All right. Well, we didn't we didn't taste any alcohol, but considering it was yeah. only one ounce per each of us, uh, it really <laughs> there's really was no alcohol to to taste anyway. But <laughs> but other than using the entire bottle of your shrub, did I make it correct? Other you than did. that, like you use you a did. shaker, expect it to be in a shaker. It's in like a highball glass. We did put the ice in. Right. Is that how you would serve it? Would you serve it so on the rocks? You don't, no? well, so when I do, when you do the splash, when I, when I do the splash of, of soda water, or you can eat, you don't even have to use soda water. You can actually use a, uh, a splash of water. My concept when I was first designing was to make it even, even easier than that, to make it as simple as possible. And it's almost for someone that doesn't even have the shaker. Right. So the idea was just pour, uh, two ounces in a glass, pour two ounces of that shrub in there, pour, or put two ounces of alcohol, pour an ounce of shrub, put some ice, uh, add some soda water, and then stir it. And what the soda water does, if when you shake it, what you're doing, besides making it colder, you're also diluting it. And so that is kind of built into most recipes. If you look at any cocktail recipe, when you're shaking it, that final recipe has like a, uh, an ounce more of water then you put into the cocktail when we're building it, oh. right? So whatever you put in, what, what you're pouring into the glass is including like an extra ounce of water that came from that shaking process. So I kind of pulled that instead of, instead of you having to shake it, just splash that extra water right on there and just stir it and you should be okay. fine. Okay. And so that, that's kind of the idea. All right. And then I, I don't know, like, so two ounces, so people are having, I don't know, how many of these are the people drinking, you know, at a city? I guess that, 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 that depends, that depends very much on the person I would imagine. <laughs> I know, I know there's some friends, some friends of mine uh, that want to make like a, a PSA. Do you remember those PSAs? Like those, like uh, the more, you know, like. A little, oh, right, right, right. You, should, you know, like, this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs that way, you know. <laughs> more, more like, more like. Saturday morning, like uh, there's like a rainbow that comes over your head and it's like a, I don't know, PSA announcement, but there, there should be some type of warning, like, uh, because you can't taste the alcohol when you're drinking them, that you can, you can let yourself get carried away. It's right. a little easy. Yeah. Cause it tastes so good. You're just like, you know, you're drinking and drinking. If we, it, like I said, the, the whole one ounce, we, we would have gone really far, but we would, if we weren't getting ready for dinner, like we were drinking it as we were preparing dinner, like it was our pre-dinner cocktail, I could totally envision, oh, I would have just gone and made another one and another, you know, if we were yeah. like hanging out on a Sunday afternoon or something, you know, because it was so refreshing and it just, it was, um, now granted we had like a little alcohol in there, but you know, it, it was so refreshing it. And it, I think it was like 89 degrees that day. So okay. it, I mean, you know, you could see in the video, I, I mean, I'm in short, I'm in a short sleeve shirt. The sun is like beating down. No, it's you know? it's um, a perfect day for it, for sure. Yeah, it definitely was. 
So if so, we're going to a bar and I want to I want to get out of my beer and wine phase and I, I want to order myself a, a, a cocktail that's got shrubs in it. How how do I even know what what to order? Like, how- so if you're if you went to a bar, there's no that I can think of off the top of my head. There's no classic cocktail that contains shrubs, so it would be something. But if you go to um, any of these craft cocktail bars, you'll you'll typically see you have to scour the menu, right? Like you have to look under the ingredient list for all the cocktails, and there's a good chance that there's at least one of those drinks that has like a, a house made shrub on there. It's a, it's a very, it's a common thing just because it's, you know, as bartenders, you're always trying to come up with unique flavor profiles or different ways to, you know, give people different experiences. And that's, that's just another one of them. So it, it tends to be in most bartenders repertoire. So there's nothing like, um, you know, like a screwdriver, you know, that, you know, like a named drink that, that includes certain shrubs. No, no. I'm so when we were talking about like the, the fact that shrub has two uh, meanings to it, the one with just the fruit, uh, vinegar and sugar, and then the other one, uh, which is rum or brandy and sugar and citrus. So like orange, but those you'll see, those are alcoholic shrubs and you'll see there, you'll see them referred to as like uh, shrub creoles, but those you'll, um, they sell those in liquor stores, but those aren't, those aren't the same shrubs that we're talking about here. And now, a word from our sponsor. Dracaena Wines loves to give back. There are so many fur babies that deserve to find their forever home. We would love to be able to help as many as possible. If you are part of a nonprofit organization or know of a nonprofit organization that would like to hold a fundraiser, please contact us at contact at dracinawines.com or visit our website, dracinawines.com, to fill out the form. How does the fundraiser work? It is super simple and costs your group absolutely nothing. Together, we will choose a month that your group will be sponsored. During the month, you promote the fundraiser just like any other event you'd hold. At the end of the month, we will donate 20% of the sales to your organization. The donations will be made in the name of each individual who purchased the wine so that you know exactly who helped the animals. Our goal is to raise as much funds as we possibly can and to help as many animals as possible. So please help us help as many fur babies as we possibly can. All right, so tell me, what it looks like? What, are you in? Are you in your home making these shrubs? Are you? Do you have a facility that you're making them? Are you making them? Somebody else making them? I I do everything 100% myself. Um, I work out of a commercial kitchen here in Stoneham. It's a very cool spot. It's called Food Rev. It's a, it's a woman-owned kitchen. Super cool woman, Lisa. Uh, mission based, like as soon as I saw the spot, I was like, oh, I, I, I this is the spot. Um, so yeah, I make them, I make them there. I just go in like once a month, make a, a few hundred bottles, and and go off. And so you're rent, you basically you're renting the space, or you know, if you're renting the kitchen. Awesome. Okay. And so now these are each four four ounces, and you do need to refrigerate them 
if you don't use the whole thing at the same <laughs> one sitting, right? So you need to refrigerate them. And then it also says sparkling wine. So that would be a pretty cool concept to, to make these with. So when we're taught, so I gave you that first recipe where it was two ounces of alcohol, one ounce of shrub, and then like a splash of soda water or regular water. So you can also do uh, an ounce of shrub and then four ounces of sparkling almost anything. So that includes just sparkling water. It's delicious with just sparkling water, right? Like an ounce of shrub, sparkling water. That's delicious. You can use an ounce of shrub and four ounces of any sparkling wine. That's delicious. I've been trying all different, I keep trying all different types of combinations. Um, you know, rosé and grapefruit. Uh, and then I've also like, just the other day I was drinking uh, the pear lime ginger shrub with sparkling wine. And then I put a, a half ounce of St. Germain elderflower. And it yeah. was like, I was like, oh my God, this is delicious. So, <laughs> so is that a new shrub coming our way? So it's the, it's the same, it's that pear lime ginger shrub that you have in your hand. So St. Germain is just, it's a liquor, right? It's an elderflower liqueur. Oh, okay. Um, See, so... I know nothing about cocktails. Nothing. <laughs> Elder, elderberry to me was a plant. So I thought, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it's just, an, so the Aperol spritz is like another variation. So you use, um, instead of the elderflower, you'd use Aperol. And that's very like, I'm sure you work like an Aperol spritz, right? But so just all spritzes in general. That was one thing I kind of learned early on, like all cocktails, they're all the same. It's all the same thing kind of on some level. And all you kind of do is kind of exchange in one thing for something else. And then you can get a bit more creative. And if you understand how like the different flavors work and how, uh, I don't know, just how everything combines to work together they all kind of end up being the same thing. Like when they, the original definition of like what a cocktail is, um, like back in like the early 1800s is simply a liquor and it's like a stimulating liquor with sugar and bitters. And so all it really, and water. So all your, and that really to me just describes all you're trying to do is make alcohol better tasting and more interesting. And you're doing it with, by diluting it a little bit, you're doing it by adding some sweet, and you're doing it by adding some bitter and you're balancing off the bitter and the sweet a little bit. And if you can do that all right, you make something good. And every cocktail ever invented is kind of some derivation of doing that yeah. exact same idea. Okay. And so when I when you learn how like an Aperol spritz works, you can kind of make any other kind of spritz just by subbing different, subbing sub, subbing different ingredients in. Exactly. So what I think is cool, and I guess I, I, is that the same shrub can be used in vodka or rum or tequila, but that's got to make a whole different drink each time. So, it does. It does. so it's got to be kind of cool that these ingredients can interact with that ingredient and still bring it together. So uh, for example, that pear lime ginger that you have in your hand, like what to me, it seems it's, it's almost like cheating, but this is, this is what, this is what happens, right? Like, so, if we think about what a Moscow mule is, a Moscow mule is uh, vodka, uh, lime, and ginger beer, right? Uh, a dark and stormy. If you say so. <laughs> it, it, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> a dark and stormy is just going to be the same thing pretty much, but subbing instead of vodka, you're going to sub in rum. You have oh, okay. a drink called a horse's neck that's going to be the exact same thing. So the combination of 
lime and ginger is almost an iconic bar or cocktail combination. The pear is like a little add-on, but the, the main thing that kind of holds it together is that once you have that lime and ginger combination, you're kind of allowing it to work with, like I know it's gonna work with all these other different, because that's, that's how those basic cocktails are made. So that's kind of like when I designed the shrubs, I kind of had that in mind to make them the most easy to work with the most amount of different things. So that because everybody has a different palette for what alcohol they like, like. Right. And what and what you have in your cupboard, right? Like, what do you have in your cupboard? And so the idea is that whatever you if you have some type of alcohol in your cupboard, I think I think it can work. So the only like kind of the only like drink that I kind of know or I've watched people make whatever is like the mojito where they're taking the mint and they're, you know, they're grinding down the mint. Is that what you're doing with your fruit? to make this like kind of yeah well i instead of muddling it and i have like i have actually done the muddling by hand but now i do like i use a a blender but the process the idea is is the same but you're when you're macerating and getting the fruit to combine with the sugar you want as much surface area to touch for both as possible so for me it just makes sense why don't we just blend them together then that's i can't get more surface area than that so I blend, I just blend them together. When you're muddling a mojito, it's almost a different process because you don't want to, you don't want to destroy the mint when you're muddling it. You just kind of almost want to massage the oil out of the mint. And so it's a little bit of a gentler process when you're doing it that way. But when you're, when I'm making the shrubs, everything is going to get blended at a very high speed. So it's like just all mixed together and just like hangs out. Like that. And then you said, so this takes you hours to so no i mean it takes it takes days so i like when i i blend the the fruit and sugar together i'll let them kind of sit together for a couple days then at the same time that that's happening like the whatever ingredients i'm macerating or uh, infusing the vinegars with those will sit for a couple days as well and then the vinegars will get combined with the the fruit mixes and that'll hang out for a few days uh and then i'll add like the ginger That'll hang out for a couple of days and then we'll strain the whole thing and bottle it. And then, you know, how wine, you know, can go through bottle shock or something like this. Does this need time to rest? Like, or are you taking care of that as they're, as those flavors are marrying? And again, it's, it's from that process that just from trying different amounts of time between each process, there is, it's not quite the same things like, wine fermentation like it, it it when we when i do it it's all happening um in a refrigerated so it's not allowing like the, like a full like fermentation process to happen um but there is i have no doubt that the, the there's a change in the way the flavor tastes from day one to day three right like so there is like a mellowing out of the flavor for sure through that that whole process that i'm letting i'm letting happen uh naturally just letting it happen and now, so you have these glasses. Can you, do you envision yourself like maybe doing pop-ups? I mean, I don't know how, how it works. Cause if you're not supplying the alcohol, so I don't know what the, you know, I know what the laws are about pouring alcohol, but <laughs> like, if it, I mean, could you be doing a pop-up someplace? Can you do like, how are you I, selling this other, uh, or is it straight 
Instagram and social media? So it's a relatively, it's a relatively new thing. And then all the, like what you're describing, like these are all things like I, I should, but I feel like I just got, I just got my second shot the other day. So it's almost like, I feel like now I can start like, and it's, it might even be too early, but like getting out there and like knocking on doors, like, all right, because I, I think that the pop-up idea is hundred percent, like for sure. I mean, you could do, you know, you could do parties and show them like how you make the, how you make the shrub. Like, I would love to see a video of you making it. So, you know, like maybe have a and YouTube like that's channel. One of the, I, the, <laughs> next, the next time I go in there, I think I am going to have, because it's tough because so. I pay by the hour when I'm there. So when I'm there, I work, I'm working fast, right? Right, right, right. When I, I don't have time to set up a, a tripod and a camera and set shots up. So I don't, like, I haven't spent any time. And it's one of the things that's kind of missing. And I think I am going to, I think it's a good idea. And I think I can get someone to just come with me one day and, like, take some shots. I think it would, I think it would be cool for people to see exactly, like, how that works. I know that when I posted it, it, I don't know if you saw the comments, but there were so many people. Oh my God, I love shrubs. I love shrubs. I've loved shrubs. And I'm thinking to myself, I've never even heard of this before. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where have I been? But it definitely seems to be an in thing. And yeah. but and then I did do a little like Googling around. I don't see anything else like that. Like I'm not, I'm not seeing companies that have this so i think you've got it, you know like it, ex it, it exists so that's so that's the thing right like if when i've i've i can find them they, they exist they're out there i know there, how to look <laughs> but, it, but it's but it's not but it but i think you're right in the sense that and it's something good friends of mine like the, actually that my, my friend jen who's the most like she's probably the first person that i i gave my shrub to and she was like oh my god i love this and she actually became like my in my head like okay you're my target market and so I've worked I worked with Jen like from day one like very first time I ever worked in a, in a restaurant and so she's a working mom and so I was trying to figure out like why does Jen love this so much and she's busy right like she doesn't have time like she could she's a bartender she if she she could but it would just take so much like why bother right? right and just makes it just makes her life so much easier and and when i started thinking about it that way all of a sudden like other people started popping up and they like it i don't know that's kind of uh there's a certain a certain tribe that it, it it works for i think well i'm thinking like the old days you know when when i was in college and we were drinking the cheap stuff or whatever you know it was a screwdriver. So like the only thing we have with like orange juice uh, or, oh, or if you went to, what was it? Sex on the beach was cranberry juice or, you know, yeah. something like that. That was it. Cause you had your alcohol and the only other thing you could get was orange juice or cranberry juice or grapefruit juice or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this, this is like an evolution of that instead of yeah, just having right. garbage orange juice, right? <laughs> you, you're getting a mixture of flavors that that you know and that's really did why you you poured the orange juice because you didn't want to taste the vodka so th this is really kind of an evolution of of those types of drinks to make them just more crafty and cooler and right that is that's 100 the idea yeah right. <laughs> that is 100 i love it i love it um 
I think they're, I think they're so cool. And like I said, I haven't, I haven't opened the other two yet. Um, but what else do, do you make? I'm, I know we talked about the strawberry. Are those the four flavors you make? Anything those are else? the four flavors. Okay. Uh, there is another one that's coming out in a few weeks. Uh, it's going to be a pineapple, uh, mandarin, lime, habanero. Ooh. So, <clears throat> Ooh. yeah, I, I kind of enjoy the, the spice aspect of the drink. So the ginger kind of does that, but that pear lime ginger with the jalapeno, like I like the uh, little bit of spice kick to the drink as well. And yeah. so the pineapple, the pineapple has that. I will say the only time, the most recently uh, in the summertime, uh, I have a friend who introduced me to Tito's and lemonade and she would chop up jalapenos and like she would make like the big thing of it and she would drop the jalapenos and th that was that was good but you're not again yeah. you're not tasting any vodka you're taking le lemon juice and jalapenos so that's why when i saw this i immediately thought when i saw your jalapeno i immediately thought of that um that i i'm, I'm excited to to try to just have that that little kick um, yeah but so tell me, where can people find you? Like what, how do you sell these? How, what can so they get? I, so again, right now it's just on my website, www.wickedbest.com. Um, that's really, that's really, there's a place in upstate New York. It's like a, a my friend who named the, the company, his sister, she runs a bakery, a Castillo Bakery in upstate New York. And she has been selling them on her shelves for a little bit. So that's kind of been my foray or entry into retail mm -hmm. to kind of see how that goes. Um, but that's been going really well. So that's the only other place, but that's a little obscure. You're out in California. You don't <laughs> <laughs> but so right, right now it is primarily just on, on the website. And how are they, are you selling them as packages? Can they buy them individually? Like how? I don't how have any, it's, you, you, I can package them in one, two, three, or four. Typically though, uh, and I, I don't know why, but people tend to buy them in packages of three and four. Oh, okay. And one of each type thing, you have like a sampler pack? That's, that is, yeah. Okay. Well, you pick, you can, it's not, it's not, uh, you pick what you want. Like some people, like I have, people have bought, like, I'll take three pear lime ginger and one blackberry. Like that's oh, okay. an order. You, you can build it yourself. Oh, okay. So they can build it themselves. So that's good. And turnaround time. I mean, uh, I think it came fast to me from when we talked yeah. to when you ship. So it's kind of dependent on the U S postal mail. Okay. Right. And that, uh, every time I, I go in there, it, an adventure kind of um but it's been it's been good i would say like i say five to seven days but i feel like that's giving myself a little little extra leave. yeah oh and that's true you can ship you can ship this usps right? oh yeah you can no, yeah and that is that is the the most economical economical way to do it yeah and it came in a nice box a nice little packaged box with um you know uh, tissue paper and everything so it's a beautiful presentation also um, thank you so yeah um yeah we can't ship wine from usps they want nothing to do yeah. with that it's no it's illegal to ship alcohol through okay, through, that, that through the united states post service yeah um and then you are on instagram so yep. 
at Wicked Best, which by the yep. way, you want to just spell that so that people. W, uh, W-I-C-K-E-D-B-E-S-S. Right. Excellent. And then what is on in Instagram, you have a little emblem, right? On, on your avatar. What's your, what's your avatar? Oh no, that's just, that's just Wicked Best spelled out. That's. Oh, okay. But it's like in a, I guess it's circle because it's Instagram, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I was like, uh, is it a little emblem or whatever? But again, I tell you my eyes, you know, the circle is small, <laughs> the circle is small. <laughs> so tell me, is there anything else that you want to talk about that I missed? I'm, I'm so excited that you came on um, because I, I, I learned a lot. I, and I, I think that there's a lot of people, obviously there are because of the comments that are interested in shrubs. So tell me if there's anything I missed that you want to bring up. I don't know. I think, uh, I think we covered everything. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to thank you. Like just knowing I was going to have this talk with you today kind of made me go back kind of through everything and like collect my thoughts so I could understand. And what that did was it kind of reaffirmed why I was actually doing it. Like why? And it, and it just, for me, just going through that process, like it almost makes a little bit more sense, like certain things, certain aspects of the story kind of click a little bit more like that's exactly why. Like I was in the Navy, for example, like a little just a little known. And there's a, a, a definitive connection between shrubs and the Navy, like it came from right the Navy. Um, little things like that, like the. Or just the like the history of like the the switchel, um, the and and I really I really hadn't thought about the idea that like when you look into the history of the switchel, they say specifically we're not sure if it was either the Caribbean or New England, and I'm like, well, that's wild, right? Like that's <laughs> like I can I can I be any more in the middle? <laughs> but that's like that's something that just kind of reaffirmed like when I was like working on like. How do I prepare for this? So yeah, like this, this was cool. Kind of puts, oh. puts things a little bit more clear for myself. Oh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I, I love helping out, you know, we're a small business, so I get it. And, you know, it's, it's a grind. You're constantly, yeah. you know, you're, you're a one man do it all show going on. And, you know, there's only X amount of hours in the day. And, uh, you know, I, you know, this, you're still probably doing, are you still doing a full-time job? Yeah. Yep. On top of it. So, right. There's only, there's only X amount of hours in a day. And when, when it's something, and this obviously is so passionate to you, you know, it's a passion for you. And, you know, like you said, as you did more research, it really, you know, it's so many different parts of you make sense to go down this path. So I'm happy that I can, I can share with, with my listeners more about it. And, uh, you know, I don't know, they are mostly wine drinkers. So maybe, you know, maybe we can get them into some shrubs and <laughs> give them, give them a try. Um, and I'll tell I'll tell you another little thing. When I first heard shrubs, what I thought was when you saw the mixed drinks and they were like putting, you know, like rosemary pieces in it, you know, like, like decoration. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Okay, you know that. Yeah, it's a shrub. That's what I thought. So, <laughs> so yeah. But uh, so, thank you. I, I I learned a lot, and it's it's really interesting how it comes together. How you make you know the the process. It it really is like a food pairing 
within itself. Yeah, no, 100%. Yep. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so happy you came on. And I guess I'm actually really kind of happy that I messed it up because I don't, I don't, I wouldn't have asked. I don't think I would have thought to ask you to come on um, and explain all this if I thought I did everything right. So I'm <laughs> glad I messed up. <laughs> and I appreciate you taking time out to share your knowledge uh, with it. And I wish you the best of luck in the business. And if there's anything I can do in the future to help you out, just, you know, you, you know how to get a hold of me. Thank you so much for having me. This has uh, been fun. I was a little nervous, but yeah, this has been great. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing oh, this. Oh, of course. You didn't seem like you were nervous. You seemed like a pro. You're all good. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you going to go have some shrub now? It's, I am. It's late am. there. It's late there. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for a shrub. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining. Um, I, I'll raise a glass a glass of your shrub to you tonight and uh, enjoy. Okay. (laughs) Have a great night. Thank you so much. This has been another episode of exploring the wine glass. Thanks for listening. If you have suggestions on what topics you would like me to discuss, please reach out on social media. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as exploring the wine glass. I am also on LinkedIn as Lori Hoytbud. Of course, you can always email me at exploringthewineglass at gmail.com. If you enjoyed what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to help others find me more easily. And most importantly, tell your wine-loving friends, because if you like the podcast, they will too. Music is Wine by Kivens. Until next week, slancha. So you and I can fill the